Blog Talk Radio. It's a song we learned in Zimbabwe. You are Alpha and Omega. We Thank you. 
inside of you. So come on and just lift your hands in this place. We are thankful that you decided to tune in with us today. You could have been anywhere else, but you decided to tune in to this place. We are so eternally grateful. Do us a favor. Hit that share button for those of you watching on Facebook right now. Hit the subscribe button for those of you watching on YouTube right now. Come on and lift your hands all over the place and give God some praise. Come on, Lord. Sometimes it might be a little hot in the room, but we ain't going to complain about that on today because I know someplace that's a whole lot hotter and we can give God some praise right now. Because I can tell you right now, you might as well practice praising him here because you got two options. On one side, they praise all day. On the other side, they cry, moan, and complain all day. And I don't know about you, but I don't want to be on the side with the folks complaining and crying all day. I want to be on the side where all they shouting is hallelujah. Hallelujah! Glory! Hallelujah! My God, my God. Our scripture text today comes from the Gospel of Luke. The Gospel of Luke starting at the ninth verse. Luke chapter 9. Luke chapter 9. I'm sorry. Luke chapter 9 starting at the 57th verse. Luke chapter 9 starting at the 57th verse. Amen. And it reads, And it came to pass that as they went into the way, a certain man said unto him, Lord, I will follow thee whithersoever thou goest. And Jesus said unto him, Foxes have holes, and birds of the air have nests, but the Son of Man had not where to lay his head. 59 says, And he said unto another, Follow me. But he said, Lord, suffer me first to go and bury my father. Jesus said unto him, let the dead bury the dead. But go thou and preach the kingdom of God. And another also said, Lord, I will follow thee, but let me first go and bid them farewell, which are at home at my house. Verse 62 says, and Jesus said unto him, no man having put his hand to the plow and looking back is fit for the kingdom of God, the word of God is already blessed. Let us pray. Father God, we welcome you into this place. Lord God, have your way throughout this service, God. God, anoint these musicians and these singers and this preacher on today, God. Give them a fresh anointing so that they may go forward, God, and compel them to come so that they might know you in the pardon of their sins. Lord God, we ask that you would just have your way today, God. Touch each and every member in this place. Touch each and every person watching wherever they are right now, no matter their circumstance. Just touch them right now, God. Do what you do. Be God. And we'll bless your name. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.
We're also asking that all persons who are a class, who are part of the class of 2021 and um, part of Ebenezer Missionary Baptist Church, we're asking for you to get your, your school where you're graduating from, what you're going to be doing, a photo if you have it uh, with you in cap and gown uh, into the office. We're asking, I'm going to extend the deadline to the end of this month. Uh, the fourth Sunday of June is when we will honor our college, gra- not all of our graduates, uh, the last Sunday of June. So we're asking for you to get that information in to the church clerk. Uh, again, those are members of our church or relatives of some of our members of the church. You know who you are. Uh, but graduation season has started, amen? Folks are walking across the stage in a most difficult season, even in the midst of the pandemic. People are, are graduating and had to do it uh, under some very, very trying times. And so we want to congratulate all of those who are part of the class of 2021. Also want to say thank you to all of you who were traveled with us over to Monumental Baptist Church of Chicago. We are grateful for your presence, uh, and we appreciate the, the fellowship and the hospitality of Monumental Baptist Church of Chicago. Uh, they are a venerable church that have been in this community for a very long time, 102 years, and their pastor, Pastor Cleopas Lee, certainly expressed his gratitude to so many Ebenezer folk that came out last Sunday afternoon. Our vendor fair is coming up. Uh, We are in preparations to make this the biggest and most successful vendor fair we have ever had. Uh, That is scheduled for August 7th uh, this year, uh, and we are excited. We are getting, uh, I'm hearing good reports about the planning, and so we are excited uh, about the vendor fair that's coming up. If you have any questions or information that you are in need of, please see Sister Maxine Tolliver, or any member of the committee for additional information. Also, uh, June 13th, June 13th, uh, we, Ebenezer, will be celebrating our 119th church anniversary. Amen. Amen. Shout out in the comment section for Ebenezer turning 119. We are very excited that we have the incredible uh, Reverend Dr. Ozzie Smith, uh, the pastor emeritus of Covenant United Church of Christ, and so he will be here, and I'm hoping he brings his saxophone too, because uh, he is a gifted, gifted, gifted preacher and musician as well, and we are excited uh, that he will be with us uh, as we celebrate our 119th church anniversary. And then finally, I want to just say, please, please, please uh, send your email addresses in to the church uh, to the church clerk, we are trying to, to maximize ways in which we can communicate better and get word out to you. And we're not going to always be able to get word out via uh, the mail. Uh, mail is still snail mail in Chicagoland. And so we're trying to upgrade. So if you have an email address, please send it to the church clerk so that we can get you uh, on the roster. If you don't have one, create one. Create one and get it to the church because we want to keep you informed. We heard you, we heard you, we heard you, but now we need you to help us. Amen? Amen? Amen. Amen. Let's continue in worship as our music ministry leads us at this time.
Come on, put your hands together. Come on, come on. He said, bless the Lord with me. Come on, come on. That means he asked you to help him out. That means he was asking you to come on and help him praise the Lord. Come on, come on, come on. Now, y'all, y'all had almost a whole year to sit at home and practice your hand clap. You've been sitting at home in front of screens over a year. You ought to have your hand clap down right now. You ought to be able to rock a little bit too. Come on, come on. at home. Uh, the instructions on how you can give are there. There are three ways you can give. You can uh, give on our website, EbenezerBronzeville.org. Get that Give Now button. That's EbenezerBronzeville.org. Get that Give Now button. Or you can text to give. That number is also on your screen. You can text to give. That number is there as well. If you are old school and just want to come on by the church, you have, maybe you haven't seen the building in a while, you want to just drive by, feeling a little nonchalant, then come on by. And and, 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 and and drop something off and, and hang out with us. 4501, 4501 South Vincennes Avenue, uh, Chicago, Illinois, 60653. 4501 uh, South Vincennes Avenue. Come on now, 60653. Uh, you can also drop that in the mail as well. Let us get ready to pray and go to the throne. Father God, we bless you right now, God. God, we ask right now, God, that you would take this offering, God, and extend it, God. You know what we stand in need of for this kingdom. 
You know what this kingdom stands in need of, God, so that we may continue to do the work that you have set before us. Go ahead and bless it 100-fold, God. We trust you right now. In Jesus' name, amen. you now um, participate in our altar call. So you know what I like what you play on altar call. I don't know what the song is, but you know you played it last Sunday. You know what I can't think of, but that one, I, I feel that thing when she plays that. Um, want to uh, 
lift up several names today. Want to lift up in prayer Ethel Freeman, who is recovering. Is that right? See her son. Other son is here. Good to see you, brother. Remembering in prayer, lifted in prayer, Robert Burns. Sister Ethel Burns, blessing prayer this morning. We lift in heavy prayer. Continue to pray for Deacon Maurice Sibley. Praying for Willie Grant. We're praying for Christine Brown, Willie Grant, Eloise Davis. Praying for many pegs this morning. Praying for Al Burton and Mary Burton. Lifting in prayer, Shirley Burton. Grace Lee. Lifting up our own beloved Deacon James Smith, who was on the Sunday school line this morning. We're lifting in prayer, Mary Grant. Sarah Phillips and Mary Alexander, Mary Sumter. We're remembering in prayer the family of Sister Imogene McCray. In her passing, we are remembering in prayer Sister Janie Burns and her family. We pray for all of those who are standing in the need of prayer. We're praying for. Sister Pete, as she gets ready to travel, and we, as we continue to look over and pray for our brother Kenneth Sexton, we're praying for traveling mercies for you. These are the names we have, but I know that there are more. And if you have names, I, I would just ask if you would just stand in solidarity for that name that you know that stands in the need of prayer. We don't have altar call just because it's a part of the service. We have altar call. We have prayer because we recognize as a people of faith that prayer changes things. I, I guess I ain't got no witnesses in this house, but but I know for myself that prayer can make the difference. Prayer can you and can comfort you and can give you the strength when we communicate to our Father who's our, who is in heaven. And so we stand in solidarity of those names that were called and the names that were not interceding on their behalf because believe it or not, they wish they could be here today. But because of God's grace and God's mercy, God allowed you to be here and to stand in their state. If you're watching on our live stream, we invite you to, to stand in solidarity too or just reach your hand towards uh, the camera or the phone or whatever you're looking at because I know you know some names. 
And the good news is we serve an awesome God, a God that can handle all the names that stand in need of prayer. We have an awesome God that can look beyond our faults and our errors and still meet us at our need. We serve an awesome God who is able to heal and to restore. And even if it's your season is over, he is willing to walk with us even through the valley of the shadow of death. So we are never alone. We are never alone. We are never by ourselves. He whispers in our ear. He encourages our heart. He allows us to keep on and to see what the end will be. So let us go to God. God, our Father who's on heaven. We thank you, first of all, for your gift of life. We thank you, God, that you allowed us to wake up to see a brand new day. God, as we grow older, we recognize that every day above ground is a good day. Every day above ground is a testament to your mercy and your love for us. And God, we thank you for the gifts of life. We thank you for, oh God, a reasonable portion of health and strength. We thank you, oh God, that we woke up in our right mind, was able to put some clothes on and come down to the house of prayer. Or perhaps we are at home right now. We were able to get the service on uh, uh, the YouTube or the Facebook, whatever, however we got here. We are thankful today, God. God, you know who is on our list. God, you know who is standing in the need of prayer. God, whatever they stand in need of, touch them in a mighty way. If their body needs healing, touch them. God, if they're going to need a financial breakthrough, touch them. God, we're lifting up and interceding on behalf of those who serve as caregivers. Those who serve for caregivers, for parents and siblings and children. God, you know the awesome work and responsibility and labor intensive work it is. God, we're interceding on behalf of caregivers. We're, we're interceding, oh God, on behalf of the class of 2021, those who had to find a way to push through an academic year in the midst of a pandemic. We are lifting them up, oh God, in prayer. We are praying for this, the Bronzeville community, oh God. We're asking, oh God, that you would lead us and guide us, and God, not only within the doors, but beyond these doors, that Ebenezer will continue and will rise to be a beacon light in this community, oh God. Let us not be comfortable in our chairs, but let us go out on our corner, oh God, into the community and compel people to come to Jesus Christ. God, we're asking that you would use us in a mighty way, oh God, that we will have something to say and something to contribute in this community, oh Thank you for what has been for over 119, almost 119. But God, we're asking you to direct us for the next 119 years. Show us what we need to do, where we need to go, how we need to do it, oh God, for your glory. 
God, I thank you for every member of this church, everyone who calls Ebenezer home, oh God. I ask that you continue to bless them, oh God. I lift up families today, oh God. I lift up ministries today, oh God. I lift up our deacons today, oh God. I lift up our trustees, oh God. All of our officials, all of our officers, God. Bind us together in love as we seek to build something together for your glory. For your glory, God. Not that our names will be called, but that you will be lifted up. God, thank you. And we ask now that you be in the midst of the balance of this service. That some word that may be spoken, hallelujah, will prick the hearts and the minds and the conscience of those who have gathered here in faith. And we'll be ever so careful to give you the praise and the honor which so richly belongs to you. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord, we pray. And all of God's people said, amen. Keep playing, Susan. Keep playing. Before I get into the word. Before I get into the word. I want to ask.
so as a result, Kenny is like a brother to me and my brother. We have been through some things together. We have shared some things together. And we are walking with him during this challenging time. And so, Mama Peak, we wanted to this from the church to, to be able to give you a little something. Um, to give you a little something on your travels. And we want you to know that all is well. And, and this is from me and Pamela. Something for you to have as well. Uh, we want you to know that we love you. And uh, we know your faith is strong. And we know that God will sustain you. And the people of this church are surrounding you with love and support. And we will be with you every step of the way. We love you. We love you. You, you, you are one of the true, genuine people of this church. You are so many into the lives of so many And now it's our time to be your children. It's our time to stand with you. And that's what we're going to do today and beyond. So you do what you have to do. Inform if there's anything we can do. Let us know. Call us. Call us. Something comes up, call us. We'll find a way. I got a chairman over there. He'll figure it out. He'll figure it out. Anything you need.
I'm not just calling names. I'm calling relationships. And people that have been in and around our space place for many, many years. And I know Kenny's watching. I want you to know, brother, we, we got you. We got you. Anything you need, we got you. Because that's how we were raised in this place. We don't always get along. We ain't all have perfect relationships. But, but when the deal goes down, we got you. And I wanted Mama Pink to know the same. I want her to know the same. Let me go quickly. I'm feeling a lot of emotions right now. I'm feeling emotions of my brother. I'm feeling emotions of my my niece who is graduating today from high school. And y'all might be asking, why are you feeling emotions of your niece? Because this is a girl that was left in a Walmart store at four years old by her birth mom. Who's been through so many trials and tribulations. And then she was adopted by my wife's sister. And Sherry did an amazing job getting her raising her, working with her, but wanted more for her and asked my wife if we would take her in so she could go to school out where we live. And it ain't always been easy. She's a very headstrong young lady and we had some difficult days because my wife and I are serious about education we don't play nor do we pray play about respecting your parents and your guardians we don't play we came from cut from a cloth that you do what you're told and you show respect and so we battled we battled and we almost thought we weren't going to make it. But today she walks across that stage this afternoon. And I'm not even taking none of the credit because it's all about my wife. And I really didn't have a choice. So I had to come on alongside of her. But I love that young lady. And she's as if she is one of my own. And everything that our kids have, she has. And so she graduates today from Rich Central. And then in August, she will be going to Northern Illinois University. Three years ago, it didn't look like she was going to be able to graduate from summer school. So I know I'm full. I'm full because that's what amazing what God can do in people's lives. It is amazing. 
So let me get to this word because it's hot. And I said I was going to be sensitive to the heat in this building so that our members don't collapse and become overcome or the preachers or ministers as well. So it was read into your hearing, Luke 9, 57 and 62. Thank you, musicians, for caring and support. I want to speak from the subject, are you ready? Are you ready? Let me read that scripture to you again. And it came to pass that as they went in the way, a certain man said unto him, Lord, I will follow thee whithersoever thou goest. And Jesus said unto him, Foxes have holes and birds of the air have nests, but the Son of Man hath not where to lay his head. And he said unto another, Follow me. But he said, Lord, suffer me first to go and bury my father. Jesus said unto him, let the dead bury the dead, but go thou and preach the kingdom of God. And then another also said, Lord, I will follow thee, but let me first go bid them farewell, which are at my home, at my house. And Jesus said unto him, no man having put his hand to the plow and looking back is fit For the kingdom of God. I want to ask the question, are you ready? Are you ready? Why why did you join the church? I mean, be honest with yourself. People join the church for many, many different reasons. Some join because they're lonely. Some of us join because... Uh, And raise your hand if this is you. Our parents made us. Some of us joined because there was nowhere else to turn in a crisis. We joined because a friend promised to pick us up every Sunday. Maybe you joined because a particular sermon hit home for you one Sunday morning. Or maybe... You are one of the many who joined because you finally came to the same realization the disciple Matthew came to, and that is there is more to life than just what you eat or drink or wear. Most people join with a sincere desire to follow Christ. They become attached to Christ. So, so they become attached to Christ's church. But despite their membership, for some people, there seems to be something missing. That was the case for these three young men in our text today. Their desire was to follow Christ, but there was, as Minister King said last week, something missing in their understanding of just what that word follow meant. We all know that there's a cost for membership. No matter what organization you join, whether it be the Alphas or the Omegas or the Kappas or the AKAs or the Deltas, we all want to know what is it going to cost me? What are the dues? How often do we have to meet? Those are fair and genuine questions for someone who's about to make a serious commitment. We want to comprehend, to understand 
what's expected of us before we get involved. These three men were just like you and I. They, they had questions. They wanted to know the price of their discipleship. If they were going to follow Jesus, they wanted to know the price they would have to pay. So this morning, what does discipleship cost? True discipleships cost everything a person is and has. Look, let's look at the first man. He, he was eager to offer his support to Jesus. He was on fire and ready to serve. He offered to follow Jesus all the way to the ends of the earth. But Jesus knew he hadn't really counted the cost. Oh, he enjoyed the presence of the Lord and his followers. He was motivated by the Lord's wisdom and teaching. He appreciated the good the Lord did, but Jesus knew he wasn't ready. Jesus' reply was short and to the point. Young man, have you considered that there, there ain't no hotels where I'm going? Have you considered that my heavenly father plots my itinerary? Jesus wanted the man to count the cost and realize that discipleship is not about material comfort. It's about self-denial, which means some of the things that we carry, some of the flesh that's on us, we have to die for that flesh. The man had to deny himself and sacrifice all he was and had. Wasn't enough that the man had a desire to follow Christ. He had to be willing to sacrifice himself completely to meet the needs of the lost and a desperate world. He had to follow Jesus, accept him as the son of man, the servant of man, and then commit himself to serve him. Some people are determined and willing to go to the ends of the earth for cause. Some Christians will fight harder to defend their church than they will to defend Christ. Oh, y'all didn't get that. But this thing called discipleship requires that you first accept Christ as your risen Savior and pattern and the pattern for your life. It's not about commitment to the church. It's about commitment to Christ. It's not about self-commitment or contingency commitment or transactional commitment. I do it if you do. It's not about a strong desire to follow a good cause. It's not about your determination to change and be different. It's about Christ. Jesus is searching for those who are true believers, who are ready to commit your way unto the Lord. He's searching for those who have a Christ-like understanding of discipleship, who are ready for complete abandonment of our will to God's will. You see, that's where we get in trouble, abandoning our will to God's will. 
We, we, we can do what we, what we want to do in the church as long as we do it according to what we want to do. But if it has to anything to do with bending to God's will, we have great difficulty. But God's word says, let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus, who being in the form of God, thought it not robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation. And looked and took upon him the form of a servant and was made in the likeness of men and being found in fashion as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient unto death, even the death of the cross. See, that's what the cost is. We got to be humble. People got to be able to tell you something. Oh, y'all don't want to hear that. You, we, we, we have to bend to God's will. We, we have to be obedient. You know, why is it always it seems Christians only want their children to be obedient, but they don't feel they need to be? Oh, we'll cut a fit if our children are disobedient. Well, what about our obedience to God? We give ourselves a pass. So the question is, are you ready? Notice that the second man in our text made no inquiry. He was just one of many in the crowd, but, but, but something about him caught Jesus' attention. And Jesus simply said to him, follow me. There was something very special within the man that caught Jesus' eye. There had to be because Jesus was moved to call him. In fact, the specialness within that man was so important that Jesus stayed after that man even after the man hesitated to answer the call. Jesus pleaded and argued and even commanded, go thou and preach. Maybe there's someone here who's wondering why Jesus won't leave you alone. Why he's determined to single you out from the crowd. You, you can't get him out of your mind. You, you go to bed late at night, he's there. You get up early in the morning, he's there. You go to your local saloon for lunch, he's there. You stop by, stop on your way home, and you pick up uh, with your friends, and he's there. Your boys come over in the evening for adult beverage. He's there. You sneak out after everybody's gone to bed. Jesus goes with you. Jesus just won't leave you alone. That's because, beloved, every person is of extreme value to Jesus. I said everybody has worth to Jesus. Now, sometimes we, we, we fall off that expectation. We, we want to pick and choose the persons that we feel are worthy, worthy to be a part of the church, worthy to be in this place. We want to pick and choose. They got to look like us, talk like us, dress like us, be like us. But Jesus says that every person has extreme value. Why do you think he went after the one sheep? He could have left the sheep lost. But he went after that one because everybody 
has value. That's why Jesus stays after us, despite our self-centeredness, despite our desire to do what we want to do. Each of us has a special calling on our lives. For some, it may be to preach to hundreds or to thousands or to millions. For some, it may be to work in the home or in the mission field. And for some, it may be to reach just one soul for Christ. And that one soul may be in your neighborhood or in your family or in your home. Jesus called the second man out of the crowd. But the man's attention was divided. The call came, yet he hesitated. Why? Some would say that his hesitation was legitimate, that he would just wanted to care for his parents. His father was either already dead or on the verge of death, and he felt the need to take care of matters at home. But Jesus knew that the man's problem was not his concern for his parents. It was his divided attention. When he felt Christ's call on his life, he immediately looked at his own personal situation. That's what happens to to us. Our circumstances and our problems overwhelm us. And we don't want to wait for Christ to handle them. We want to handle them ourselves. I, I'll follow you, Jesus, but first I, I've got to rid, uh, get rid of some things. I, I'll follow you, Jesus, but first I've got to resolve some things. I'll follow you, Jesus, but first I've got to settle some things. I'll follow you, Jesus, but first I've got to work out some things in my life. But Jesus says, if any man come to me and hate not his father and mother and wife and children and brethren and sisters, and yet his own life also, he he cannot be my disciple. And whosoever does not bear his cross and come after me cannot be my disciple. Apostle Timothy put it this way. No man that war entangled himself with the affairs of this life that he may please him who have chosen him to be a soldier. So the question is, are you ready, y'all? Are you ready to act now and not wait? Jesus is calling you today, not for a partial commitment, but for a full and complete commitment to serve him. He expects us to take care of our parents, but, but he first demands our full and complete loyalty and our immediate response to him. He wants us to understand the urgency of discipleship. It's not about burying the dead. It's about snatching souls from the grips of death. This man's father was dead, but Jesus wanted the man to understand that, that, that more will die unless he answers the call to discipleship. Jesus wanted the man and us to understand the urgency of soul saving. When Jesus called his disciples, the word says that straightway they forsook their nets and followed him. Paul wrote that it is high time to awake out of sleep. David wrote, teach us to number our days. Are you ready, Ebenezer? 
Then there was the third man in the crowd. He too expressed the desire to follow Jesus. He saw Christ's enormous benefit to men and society. He made a decision to follow Jesus. He was willing, but there was a problem. The man had what we call a, a double allegiance. Look at two words that immediately followed his declaration of commitment. But and first. This man was willing to follow Christ, but something else needed to be handled first. That may sound familiar to someone here today. I, I want to follow you, Jesus, but first, let me convince my friends and family to come along with me. I want to follow you, Jesus, but first, let me clear up some personal matters in my life. I, I want to follow you, Jesus, but first, let me grow my new business. I want to follow you, Jesus, but first, let me find a job so I can buy a suit to wear to church. I want to follow you, Jesus, but first, let me get my finances straight. Something else could have been concerning this third man. Maybe he wanted his family's counsel and advice. Maybe he wanted their input before he made his decision to follow Christ. Maybe he wanted their approval. But in that instance, he would be putting his love for family ahead of his love for Christ. You see, beloved, Christ wants to be first in our lives. Do you understand that? He wants to be first. Do you know what that means? Do you know what, that, what the cost involved or associated with that? He wants to be first. That's why he said in Matthew, seek ye first the kingdom of God and the righteousness and all these other things shall be added unto you. There may be buts and first between you and your Jesus. Jesus says, no man having put his hand to the plow and looking back is fit for the kingdom of God. A wise farmer once put it this way. If you look back when you plow, you will plant a crooked row. I'm sure that the man in our text got the point. The question is, do you? I'm sure the man's conscience was pricked. The question is, is yours. Are you too busy plowing through the affairs of your life to let Christ plow through your heart? The Apostle James says, a double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. So are you ready, Ebenezer, for the prime time? Are you ready to follow Jesus without first counting the cost? Are you ready to follow Jesus without hesitation? Are you ready to follow Jesus without looking back? Christ is calling you to 
stand in the gap. Christ is calling for someone who will stand and not run. Christ is calling for someone who will have faith and not doubt. Christ is calling for someone, anyone who will have conviction and not compromise. Christ is calling for someone who will be determined and will not quit. Christ is calling for someone who has honor and will not retreat. Christ is calling for someone with character who will not give in. For someone with perseverance who will not give out. Christ is calling for someone with patience who will not give up. Are you ready to really do the work of Christ? Are you ready to be used by Jesus on Jesus' terms and not your own? Are you ready to die to self and allow Christ to come alive? Are you ready? The word of God for the people of God and all of God's people said, amen. Amen. We're going to open the doors of the church today. Perhaps there's someone here or perhaps watching, streaming, online, who would like to give their life to the Lord. We are not taking it for granted or assuming that everyone here is in what we call in our circles the ark of safety. What that really means, whether or not you have a relationship with Jesus Christ. If you are here today and you would like to give your life to the Lord, we invite you to come at this time. If you're watching uh, via our live stream, just text us your, your email address, your contact information, and we will follow up with you. Uh, one of our deacons and our church clerk will reach out to you extending an invitation to you uh, at that time. If you are watching, you can come by letter, Christian experience, whatever. We want to be uh, the place where you call home. We will be proud. We will be privileged to be your pastor and to be your church home. We know that you can go many, many other places, but we believe that a seat uh, is a welcome is awaits you here at Ebenezer. Won't you come at this time? Is there one? Is there one? If you're watching, just send us your contact in the contact. chat. Is there one? Okay, I know we can't, we can't really see as a collective, but since y'all all got your mask on, let's just do one course of do not pass that. Don't put your mask down, though, because I don't want you to come this way. You got to be safe. You got to be safe. But we cheer through your mask. Pass me not, oh, just to save you. Come on, come on, come on. Pass me not. Pass me not, oh,
Thank you. 